payroll is black and white. People need paid and they do need paid accurately and on time. And deadlines are key. We don't have, we can't turn around to somebody and say, sorry, I can't do that. The deadline is payday and we have to meet that. And it is so important. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow. Hello and welcome to the Payroll Podcast. As you can probably hear in my voice, I am suffering from a little bit of a man cold. So apologies if I sound like a frog underwater. Uh, However, I am excited to bring you this latest episode. I'm going to be meeting today with Lou Gray, Northern Ireland CIPP Ambassador and Payroll Manager for Transitions and Operations for PwC. But before we get started, if you do like this episode, please remember to click on the little subscribe link. And in addition, if you are finding yourself in that unenviable position where you're struggling to recruit top payroll talent into your business, then please, please remember you can reach out to me directly to help you find your next payroll superstar. I'm Managing Director of JGA Recruitment. We're a specialist payroll recruiter and you can contact me at nick at jgarecruitment.com or give me a call and I would love to help. Right, without further ado, I don't want to give too much away right now, but suffice to say, if you've ever gone through a a transformation that's related to payroll automation, or indeed if you're planning a transformation, then this is one episode you're going to very much enjoy. Here we go. So we are finally here. This has been months in the making, and I'm absolutely delighted to finally have the opportunity to sit down and discuss the complex subject of payroll transformation with Lou Gray from PwC for the next 45 minutes or so. So I hope you all uh, sat quietly, you've got yourselves a cup of tea, and you've got yourself in a place of focus because we're going to go through a lot of content. Um, Lou has a wealth of experience she's going to share with us today, and I'm going to jump straight in. So before we do get into the issue of payroll transformation and all the things that surround that, I just want to ask Lou if she can give us a little bit more information into her backstory so we understand a bit more about her career to date, and in particular, what's led Lou to being here with me on this payroll podcast sofa right now. Five quick questions. That's a bit about your, your payroll journey to date. Hello, Nick, and it's lovely to be able to finally catch up with you. I've just returned from a fortnight's holiday and celebrating another milestone in my life, the Big 50. Ah, congratulations. Thank you, Nick. My payroll journey actually started 31 years ago when I walked into a company and basically asked them to give me a job. And that job, believe it or not, was in payroll. And I've more or less stayed there throughout the years. I've worked in government bodies for 20 plus years, worked in a finance team where I concentrated and mostly honed the skills that I had gathered at my early, early start in life. 20 years in government really gave me a good grounding and I had some excellent accountants who were able to help me not only understand payroll, but also the whole finance side, which really does have a big impact on payroll. And three and a half years ago, I joined PwC, which gave me the opportunity to work in the Bureau payrolls and everything that it involves. Excellent. Now, I know that uh, 
Lou, you're someone who's very active on social media, a bit like myself. You are constantly posting and you're one of the people that really does sort of raise their head above the power when it comes to sharing the latest information in relation to payroll legislation and obviously challenges that are facing the industry. So with that in mind, what do you see as being the biggest challenges at the moment that are facing payroll professionals? Historical policy and procedures can really hinder the capacity of any organisation. And this can, on occasions, involve manual workarounds and manual processes to support the more complex payrolls. And sometimes the fact that organisations do have to do the manual exercise just adds to all the extra we face, especially as we have such a technological businesses can face multi-country payroll challenges along with the contractual agreements and the complexities of the standard reporting across the various systems, both in software and for countries. Already, we already know in payroll that from April 2020, payroll teams are already considering changes and implications with the introduction, for example, of IR35 off payroll rules and within the payroll sector. And also in April 20, we have changes for only small employers with secondary NICs of less than 100,000 will qualify for the employment allowance. And of course, the new one that came across in August, the increase in holiday reference period from 12 weeks to 52 weeks for holiday calculations. Payroll teams still need to process payroll accurately and on time alongside all these changes, not only with government legislation, but with trying to make improvements in technology to make systems quicker and faster and to make it more less reliant on human to help improve the technology piece. So, Lou, from your perspective, what would you say are the things that someone needs to consider if they want to really successfully drive a, a successful transformation project within a payroll operation, especially when legislation is changing so fast? Payroll is unfortunately, by definition, a high risk function within many organisations. And one of the big drivers to transformation is reducing the risk factor within payroll and being able to adjust with the changes in legislation and to be able to scale up or scale down whatever is required at that particular point in time. Automation of the payroll process is becoming key in the transition, the operation and the delivery of the payroll function. And this can be enhanced with the correct controls in place. For example, you know, email notifications at key times of the payroll calendar or ensuring that the correct security access is in place and that there is also a review period in place for the organisation and down to the very individuals. Reducing bottlenecks during annual leave and unexpected absences within a team always ensures that there's continuity of work, which is vital within a payroll team, who unfortunately we cannot change our deadlines. Payday is payday. Standardisation of processes brings uniformity and helps the flow of information and data throughout the business and the statutory bodies, which again helps to simplify, but also allows there to be a greater control in what has to be done. I totally agree. And we're seeing loads of automation come into the recruitment space as well as the payroll space. But I think it's really important as well that we make the 
definition that, you know, within payroll, as people get panicked and worried, and I think we've covered this in some previous episodes, it's predominantly the tasks within payroll that are going to be automated rather than the roles themselves. So, um, of course, some of the more mundane and repetitive tasks, such as data entry, for example, are the kind of tasks that will be be automated, we think, so that payroll professionals can spend more time on, on more strategic tasks. Um, and obviously, the, the, the rise in the the requirements for payroll analysts, for example, that we're seeing on the recruitment side of the fence is testament to the fact that there's a lot more uh, data-driven automation happening within departments and uh, operations are therefore looking for uh, specialist uh, payroll data analysts to be able to interpret that data for strategic purposes. Uh, What do you think though, Lou? Obviously you're working for a a huge global accountancy firm, one of the top four. How important is the automation of payroll processes becoming when it comes to payroll delivery for clients. Reality is that we have so much technology and so much AI available to us. So why not take advantage of it? Ultimately, there still needs to be a human who is able to see the information that has to be fed in that automation process and also to have a review of the information out. What you're actually looking for is not to replace a specialist but you're looking to enhance their job and um, ensure that people do have correct tax, the correct national insurance, and to be able to take into account all the various um, considerations whenever you're looking at one individual who needs to get, you know, who needs to get paid, if, to use that phrase, accurately and on time, which although it, it seems in nowadays it should be a simpler process, but with everything that you have to consider, sometimes everything that leads up to payday is so vital and so important. And if you have more automation, it means that you'll be able to process the payroll quicker. So, Lou, what are the kind of things that you've started to automate within your function at PwC? And, and, and how does it look differently now to perhaps how it looked 24 months ago? You know, what, what kind of innovations have you brought into the function which you've seen really improve payroll efficiency, payroll delivery and, and payroll accuracy that, that have ultimately really added value to your, your payroll operation? Key is getting the information that you have to process in format that you will be able to uplift that information straight into your payroll software. That way, the employer that we are working with has spent time with various teams, either within HR or within payroll, to update a template that we would supply. And that information is able to be imported into our software. Therefore, you're reducing the risks whenever there's another team involved. And that is very important because you have to, all, the, the bottom line is rubbish in, rubbish out. And you don't want that. So you're looking to refine the, the template that goes out to clients and to be able to simplify it, but make it um, still understandable, not only for the client, but also for the team. And that is very, very important. It also makes it easier then whenever you've uploaded and imported the information into the software that you'll be able to have processes in place to be able to make a comparison to the information provided to the information that then is displayed on the payslip. And that review process is speeded up because everything is, you know, for example, on a spreadsheet and that makes it simpler. 
sometimes it isn't necessarily the payroll specialists that um, don't want to move forward with the technology and the automation. It's trying to encourage the businesses, you know, throughout the world that automation is important and it is key, not only just for the finance department, but in particular to the payroll department and to get them to embrace it and not see it as, you know, that don't help us. That information, you know, doing it on an Excel spreadsheet isn't going to be useful whenever it can be. So communication is also a very important part of working in payroll, being able to explain the reasons why, not just say, this is how you want it done, given an explanation and an understanding. You know, whenever you're talking about reducing the risk of errors, that is always very important whenever you're reducing a payroll. Yeah, that makes total sense. And something that I've noticed in my sort of 17, 18 years working in payroll recruitment is that payrollers don't always have the best work-life balance. You know, it's not a surprise to find a payroll has been working, you know, 12-hour days, working weekends, working pretty much every hour, God sends, to make sure that the payroll is run properly because at the end of the day, the payroll has to get out on time. And I think, you know, the payroll profession is one particular industry where, you know, people are prepared to go above and beyond to make sure that people are paid accurately and are paid on time. However, I think if we just re-engineer it, so to speak, one of the good things about automation is it might be um, something that really helps bring the hours down that people are putting in. You know, if you are currently working till nine o'clock every night and you're you're desperate to get home for the weekend because it's nine, half past nine on a Friday, actually automation if it can take off some of the burden, it can take away some of the, the, the workload and the repetitive work that often takes hours to complete. Um, and it means you get away a little bit earlier to see your family and, and get that work-life balance back in back in perspective, then it could be a really, really good thing. And it may actually, you know, really help people fall back in love with payroll if you are finding that the hours are, are, are preventing you from doing that. Um, so, you know, it could, could be seen as a really good thing in terms of, of, of work-life balance. And of course, if you are working less hours, actually human errors will be reduced because you, you can be a little bit more focused on the task at hand. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of science out there that says if you're working long hours, the longer you work, the, the, the more errors you may be prone to, to, to making because you are tired and it is sometimes very difficult to remain focused for, for, for that many hours, week on week, month on month. So, you know, maybe automation is going to be a really positive thing in a different way for payroll professionals because it might just give them that work-life balance back that, that I, know, I know from a recruitment side of things that a lot of payroll people are really looking to get that balance back in their lives. So, Lou, if I was planning a payroll transformation and perhaps it's an automation-related project I'm looking to to bring into my function, but um, either way, I'm looking to, to undertake a, a large transformation project, what are the steps you put in place to to make sure it runs effectively and how do you go about creating a plan for successful transformation what you need to do is consider statutory mandatory obligations that as an employer that you are obliged to do you also have to be able to look at the structure of the payroll do you need to have the ability to scale it up at any point or will you need to consider to scale it down as and when you require you have to realise that as a payroll specialist, you have access to so much payroll data and you want it to be in an easy readable format that also can be of use and the advantage of the rest of the business. And it's educating the rest of the business what you have 
in front of you and what information can be pulled to be able to be usable to make business decisions now and in the long term. You also need to consider the controls. There have to be controls in place so that you're satisfied that this very precious data at the end of the day and very highly confidential, that you have everything in place to be able to comply with not only with GDPR and with government legislation, but you have to treat everybody as you would want yourself to be treated. And that is very important. Again, I come back to this is something that I know I keep, I always say this accurate and on time. That goes back to whenever I did my CIPP qualification back in 1997. That was the one thing that we did get drummed in. And even today in 2019, it is still completely relevant. You know, you want to look at reducing manual intervention in the payroll processes. And I know some people are shocked by that. It's not that you're looking to do away with the payroll specialist, but you do need to ensure that you have not manipulated the information in any way so that you know that the software is there doing its job, producing a net pay that is correct. So, Lou, do you have a particular transformation methodology that you use when you undertake a, a large-scale payroll transformation? Or is there a, a PwC methodology of choice, for example, that, that, that you're required to use? And, you know, if there is, what methodology would you recommend? And post-transformation, uh, what's your process for measuring the success of that transformation project? Well, at the PwC, Incomplete Payroll, we do have... Um, documents that we follow and we ensure so that everybody there is continuity and people can follow the process from start to finish because whenever a payroll is brought on to our business in the transitions team we then run that payroll for a month or maybe two months depending on the size and the importance of the client and then we have to look at it in operations and decide where is the best person in the team to be able to operate that payroll so the transitions team has to follow through to the operations team and that's very much how we work we have the same processes we have checklists we have review lists and we also have a 4i review which is very important at pwc in the team we also have the isae 3402 which means that every year we have an external auditor come in and review our processes and review our work to ensure that we are adhering to everything that we've looked at establishing at the start of the business. I think that's fantastic. So we are shortly going to find out a little bit more about you, Lou. But before we do, I just want to ask one last question, which is basically, if I am a payroll manager and I'm listening to this podcast right now and I'm considering a transformation project, perhaps I'm considering bringing some automation into my function, what would be the five key things that you would recommend I considered before embarking on that project? So if you are listening to this right now, uh, guys and girls, please please do grab a pen, grab a piece of paper and um, yeah, it'd be really helpful, Lou, if you could just share what you think the five sort of key steps would be or key considerations would be. I think you have to look at your software, the software that you're using and looking at the functionality. Not only the functionality that you're using at the moment, 
but the functionality for the future. Whenever you look on social media, there are so many software companies out there and they all provide excellent um, software and webinars to let you know where they're going. You know, it's very important that the software is matching what you want to do. It's also very important that you have a good, you have confidence in one, that you have confidence in good communication. So that's on the three, communication. It is key, not only within a small team, but also within a business organisation. It's very important. You know, the, the future of payroll sees so many key functions come together. You've got the payroll team, the HR, the finance, and you also have the IT team. So IT team. So there's so many things to consider. Yeah, I think that's really fantastic advice, Lou. Thank you so much for sharing. So just to quickly summarise there, we've got um, make sure you've got a good software, make sure your software is fit for purpose. Definitely make sure you've got a fantastic team around you to support you with the transformation projects. And obviously, as a specialist payroll recruiter, that is something we can definitely help you with if you do need uh, some additional resource to to make that happen. Uh, Communication, of course, as well, absolutely key to any successful project. So thank you very much for sharing that that with us, Lou. I think it's been really, really helpful for those listening. And I hope you had an opportunity, listeners, to to take some notes. Right. So in a moment, we're going to find out a little bit more about Lou and what makes her tick but before we do we're going to quickly pivot to a very quick advert um so uh, we'll be back to find out more about lou in just a moment this is just a quick advert to let you know that if you haven't heard the latest payroll song that's doing the rounds and was played recently at the CIPP conference, then you don't want to miss it. It's called My Payroll Career. It's available now on iTunes and Amazon Play, YouTube and other sources as well. If you love payroll like we do, then go check it out. Payroll is changing and the landscape is looking bright. We look to new technologies to show us the light. Chatbots, AI and robotic process automations, introducing Blockchain and other innovations. The fact remains that payroll is essential and critical. Should have governance at a level that is ministerial. Titles changing to become more payroll analytical. Brexit will bring changes too, but hey, let's not get political. See, I love payroll, and payroll loves me. I don't mind the that was my payroll career available now on iTunes, Amazon Play, YouTube, and more. So check it out. Right, back to the podcast. Time to find out more about you. How do you relax in your downtime outside of, of payroll? Well, what happened is when my husband turned 50 in May, I arrived at his workplace with a puppy. So Daisy has joined the family and I hadn't realised just how hard a work a puppy can be. <laughs> I had forgotten what it's like. So my life revolves around Now, Daisy, who is six months old, and making sure that she is happy and content. Oh, good for you. Also, a few weeks ago, my eldest daughter, Jessica, who's 25, announced that she was getting married. So in four weeks' time, I have the wedding of the year to uh, attend. I've been organising, and uh, I do have my very own bridezilla. Oh, that's fantastic. So what a celebratory year then. You've got new puppies. You've just celebrated a, a monumental birthday and now you've got the wedding of the year to come. Fantastic. It's going to be a good, memorable year for you. I know. What a way to go. So who are the two people who have been most influential to you in your career? I think 
looking back on my career, I had, whenever I worked at Ardborough Council, I had a finance director called Dave Clark, and he was very much into the detail and only coming to him with a problem when I have a solution. Now, the number of times I would have stumped out of his office or gone for a walk fuming because I had to think of a solution and cursing him that he made me think this way. It's only now in later life I actually appreciate that that was a really good grounding because it does make you sit back. Whenever you have a crisis or a problem, you do take a minute to step back and you think, right, how can I solve this? So that you almost have a solution to the problem and that makes a huge difference, huge difference. Whenever I joined PwC, I also had Chris and Celeste and they're the senior manager and engagement leader. And at PwC then, this was a whole new world to me. Um, Bureau payroll, when I arrived, I thought I knew it all. And that very quickly I realised that this was a bigger picture. And they at PwC have helped me understand and learn the skills that you need to be able to deal with a client in Australia at 7pm on a Friday night. How to deal with issues whenever the Indian CRM team are trying to get a client happy over the weekend. And that has been that has been very beneficial and one I really appreciate. Well, you speak very positively anyway. You've always been someone, and not just in the terms of your, the tone of your writing on, on, on LinkedIn and your social posts, but, you know, we've met several times and you're always very, very enthusiastic and, um, and effervescent when it comes to talking about issues related to payroll. I think it's, I think that's really inspirational for people that are either in your team, Lou, or those that come to meet you because, you know, if, you, if people don't know much about payroll, it, it's very easy to be inspired by you when you talk about it. So I think that's really coming across, which is, which is which is great. And from your perspective, are there any sort of key resources that have really helped you on your payroll journey? I think the CIPP are somebody who I completely believe in. From getting my foundation degree, you know, 20 plus years ago, even now, I think it's so important, the membership of a chartered institute. The reason behind it is I am a strong believer that we have to raise the profile of payroll. To me, that is where payroll has to be on an equal playing field with our tax and audit colleagues. Because genuinely, without payroll, a business will not survive because nobody will be there to pay the tax or the audit team. And I do genuinely believe that we need to be more positive, to be more outspoken, and to ensure that our voices are heard. CIPP, to me, are out there very positive. They have, at the moment, two taglines that you can see over social media, not just LinkedIn, but Twitter and Instagram. Be payroll and keep UK paid. And I think it's very important that everybody in payroll allows themselves to speak up don't be sitting in the back room quietly getting people paid. That's what you're doing. But step up and be proud to say that you are payroll. I mean, so much so that I have recently been approved to stand on the board of directors for CIPP. And I want to encourage people 
to get out there and promote payroll as a career because it is such a cycle. Well, congratulations. That's a, that's a really exciting uh, post to secure. So you must be really, uh, really excited to be progressing with that. Fantastic news. Uh, Mimi, again, if you could invite three people to a dinner party, who would they be and why? I would like to invite Boris Johnson. Now, that might seem odd, but okay. based on Brexit and based on leadership and based on the persona that's being displayed on the television every single day or on the radio, I would be interested to hear from a financial point of view what his thoughts are really and to see if he is like how he portrays on the TV. I think purely from um, a political point of view, seeing I am from Northern Ireland, and because we haven't had a government in place, I would like Arling Foster. And I'm not really a political person because I'm sure you're thinking, what is she on about? I just find politics has such a big part to play in the finance team and in particular in payroll. Decisions being made now by government have a huge implication to the workload that I have and for the payroll specialists that we have. I think my third person would be Gandhi. I think I would like to hear what Gandhi would have to say on everything and to get a different influence around the dinner table. I think Gandhi and Boris Johnson together would certainly be an interesting dynamic. (laughs) On that political side, it's a question we've raised a few times on the Payroll podcast, but what's your view on the fact that at the moment payroll doesn't have any direct ministerial governance. Do you think that's something that should be addressed in the future? I think it should be addressed. I don't, I mean, and to me, it should be addressed now. Whenever you look at the important decisions being made around pensions and how they have changed and evolved, whenever you look at, whenever the payroll specialist is collecting the taxes for the government and for the NIC contributions, Think of the impact that money that we are gathering and we are responsible for paying over to HMRC. Look at the effect if that wasn't to happen. Government really need to understand people and their pays and how it has a knock-on effect. And somebody needs to have a voice to be able to say, whenever decisions are being made and new policies put in place, let's look at the you know, let's look at the bottom line and how this affects payroll and the individuals involved. Because very often decisions are made by people who don't work on the ground and they don't understand the implications and they don't necessarily get that this isn't going to work and how can we do this fairly for everybody. No, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. And it's something we're certainly passionate about here at the podcast to try and you know, raise that message, I guess, because if we get enough people supporting it, maybe there will be a change that, 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 that takes place. Uh, there's probably more pressing political issues at the moment, but hopefully one day in the future we'll have that ministerial governance. Let's jump back into uh, the pearl-related questions then, Ellie, while we're on them. What do you think is most important to remember when it comes to working in payroll? I think it's important to consider what the future of payroll is, not only for payroll, but for the individuals involved. As I've said already, there needs to be a strong relationship and working together of a number of teams to have the optimum desirable impact. 
as payroll continues to develop and evolve as a career, that we do need to be treated as equals to everybody else in the finance team. And that you have to remember when you're delivering a payroll or an automatic enrolment service for in-house or for clients, that you have to consider not only now and how that impacts the employees that you're affecting, but also the future of where the business goes. No, that makes total sense. Um, so with that in mind, then, what are the biggest challenges you're currently faced with in order to, to make that happen? I think technology, to me, is something that we have to look at sooner rather than later. Um, I do really believe in that. Whenever I look at PwC, whenever I go onto LinkedIn and I see some of the teams and the work that they're involved in, whenever I'm reading what they're doing, I'm thinking, how can I do that in payroll and what can we do to improve the service for our clients that will also help our employees within the team because we want to be able to enable the people on the team to develop and sometimes the software is required to do that. You know, I can't stress enough how important technology is in today's business, but also then whenever you're developing your technology and your AI, you're also looking at, you know, if there's an issue that you're thinking, just say there is a what if situation so that you do have a business continuity in place. Fantastic. Well, so we're going to jump into a quick advert, but stay tuned because when we come back, we're going to find out all about what qualities um, it is that Lou thinks are really valuable uh, in terms of making up a, a great payroll leader. And also we're going to find out more about what payroll really means to Lou. So stay tuned. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff more effectively? Have you ever wondered why is it so hard to find great payroll talent? Well, please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we understand the difficulties associated with recruiting top payroll talent. We also know just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. So, when you next need to recruit within your payroll team, why not partner with JGA Payroll Recruitment? We are an award-winning payroll recruitment agency with unrivaled access to payroll professionals UK-wide. JGA Payroll Recruitment, hiring better talent faster. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. Five technical questions. Okay, so Lou, let's jump back in. What qualities do you think make for a great payroll leader? I think key is good communication skills. Being able to communicate clearly with everybody. From the person just starting to the most senior of people, communication is key. Also, I think you need to understand technology and where the business is going. I think also social media is important for there to be understanding, to be able to share and to shout out to people so that if you don't know something or you don't understand, you do have a good network of people around you to be able to help, to be able to glean more information and who might be able to point you into the right direction for the latest article 
that you'll be able to help yourself with. Fantastic, fantastic. So what's one common myth you often uh, come across in payroll? And whatever that myth might be, are you able to debunk it right here, right now on the Payroll Podcast? Yeah, I think it's payroll favourite one. You just press your payroll, just press a button and the payroll is done. <laughs> and I think even whenever I talk to my dad, who's in his 70s, he sometimes actually believes that somebody is just on his payday for his pension, is literally sitting at a, at a computer, waiting to press the button, put that money into his bank account. And it's just getting people to understand whenever you look at everything, the legislation that we are dealing with, with the software that we are dealing with, and with the employees and the individual circumstances that we're dealing with, just how much payroll is. But ultimately for me, as I said earlier on, without payroll, there wouldn't be a business because the employees wouldn't be paid, so therefore they wouldn't work. And that's just how important payroll is. Brilliant, brilliant. So what's next for you then, Lou? What What are you most looking forward to next in your career within payroll? What are you hoping to achieve? What I'm looking forward to is looking at the technology piece within PwC and where that's going to develop. We also have two new starters on the student lever graduation program where we have gone out with the PwC teams and we are looking for individuals to start in the payroll team um, with from scratch. So they've literally just done their A-levels and we're going to train them for a year and then hopefully then send them on to CIPP to do their foundation degree. And also as well, looking at hopefully being nominated and voted on for the CIPP board. Well, I wish you the best of luck with the voting, that's for sure, uh, Lou. I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast or anyone that knows you through social media will already be able to testify to your passion and your knowledge for for the sector. So I wish you the best of luck uh, with that process. And uh, well, Actually, just before we jump into the vault, I'd like to ask uh, one final question. It may be evident already for those listening to this, but what I'd like to know is, what is it you really love about payroll? Payroll to me is, I love payroll. And for a couple of years, I did try to move into HR, but HR, I decided, was too grey, whereas payroll is black and white. People need paid. And they do need paid accurately on, on time. And deadlines are key. We don't have, we can't turn around to somebody and say, sorry, I can't do that. The deadline is payday and we have to meet that. And it is so important, not only to us as a team, but if you think of as an employee, you are living for payday and that's what you are doing. Yeah, fantastic. How brilliantly put. Well, we're going to open the vault. Entering the vault. What is one piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now? Educate yourself. There's so much out there on social media that you can read up on and you can learn so that it's not just sometimes whenever you're taught something, it doesn't mean anything. But if you go and read up on it and you practice it, I mean, that's one thing that the team do. Every single payroll that's processed they do a manual calculation. So it's actually understanding the job that you're doing. Fantastic. If you had the power of foresight and could change the entire payroll industry with one action or improvement, 
what would that action or improvement be? I think it would be to elevate the status of payroll and not just to think of it as an add-on that isn't really important to a business, but to treat it that it is actually important and to have given it that from the start so that we were on boards of directors within businesses so that government could see how important it is. Fantastic. In hindsight, what's the one thing you know now that you wish you had known when you first began your payroll career? That I do have confidence and it's okay to believe in yourself. And whenever you feel passionately about something, to step out from the side and have your voice heard so that you can make changes and you can make people think about things. Fantastic. Many people believe that working in payroll is just too challenging. It's too much to handle. You know, you're dealing with people unhappy because maybe there's an error in their pay. You've got to handle changes in legislation at a rapid pace. Why do you think that's an external perception? And for you, what's the reality? I think to change that perception is going to take many, many years until payroll are taken seriously and are credible against other colleagues. It's going to be hard to change an employee's perception because ultimately somebody's pay is very personal to them. So if it isn't right or if they think that they've overpaid tax, even if should it be by a penny, they're going to take it personally and it won't matter what you say. It's trying to get them to understand that. Yeah, money, I guess, is obviously a very sensitive subject for a lot of people. You're going to have some very emotionally charged people potentially calling you if they don't feel that something is quite right on their pay slip. So that's why, you know, in the, in the current market, when it comes to payroll professionals, they really do need to be excellent listeners. They need to have excellent communication skills. And most importantly, they need to be able to show empathy. And I think sometimes people forget that we get so ingrained in payroll people being able to process payroll that actually it's very easy to forget some of the other softer skills, the other qualities that really make up a fantastic payroll professional. So um, really, really well put there, Lou, and I think it's really good to bring that to, to, to attention as well, for sure. Yeah, because you can have the nicest, loveliest person who everybody in a business thinks is just fantastic. And ultimately, if you get their payroll, you can see a different side to that person. And then that leaves you that you're dealing with somebody that you thought was one thing, but actually it isn't. And it's being able to adapt, to be able to to help and understand and be able to put the point across without upsetting anything further. Sure. So last question, Lou, before we close the podcast, it's been an absolutely fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for giving us such amazing content today. But last question, what's the most, I guess, what's the most common reason for businesses failing when it comes to providing a robust payroll service? I think a lot of businesses fail due to poor communication and assuming that people know and understand for themselves HMRC very much have the attitude that you do have to understand it and educate yourself. But unfortunately, that isn't the reality because as professionals, when we're looking at what we have to understand and we're dealing with it day in, day out, the individuals aren't going to find it any better or any easier. And I think employers need to be able to be in the position to communicate information so that the employee has a better understanding and knowledge. 
Absolutely. Now, of course, if you are listening to this podcast and you are interested in uh, some of the payroll services that PwC and Lou provide, you can, of course, uh, find out a lot more about the PwC payroll delivery offering by going to pwc.co.uk. Lou, as we've mentioned already in this podcast, is very active on social media. So if you did want to connect with Lou as well, I guess it's probably best I ask Lou. Lou, where can our listeners find out more about yourself and connect with you directly? if they've uh, enjoyed the content today on this podcast and uh, and want to make contact. I, I am um, an active user, as you've already said, of LinkedIn and can be found very easily there. I'm also on Twitter and I'm also on Instagram. I am a great believer in social media and sharing information so that everybody understands and has the equality to understand for themselves as well as help educate. Correct. Well, that kind of brings us to an end of the podcast, Lou. So thank you ever so much for, for joining me today on the Payroll Podcast sofa, so to speak. I'm sorry my voice is a little bit croaky. I'm sort of coming through a bit of a cold, but hopefully you've been able to hear me okay. Um, and thank you ever so much uh, for joining me today. Of course, if you are a payroll leader listening to this podcast and you have a payroll-related vacancy you would like some specialist payroll support with, then you can, of course, reach out to me directly as well at nick at jjrecruitment.com or give me a call on 01727 800 And my details will also be in the episode notes. So thanks again, Lou. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode. And I look forward to uh, hearing more next, uh, in the next couple of weeks. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for tuning into the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment. If you need help with a current payroll vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.